0: Hey, it's Latif from Radiolab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Who is Mitt Romney? You don't need to be a uh, forensic analyst to decide, that's for sure. The question has remained open, though, since the primaries, when the answer seemed to be well, he's a combative, defensive fellow with a lot of money who took a lot of flack for being stiff and wishy washy on conservatism during the primaries, right? Who is Mitt Romney? Well, this week, that answer started with something mushy.
1: I could tell you, well, I fell in love with him. He was tall, laughed a lot. He was nervous. Girls like that. It shows a guy's a little intimidated. He was nice to my parents, but he was also really glad when they weren't around. I don't mind that. But more than anything, he made me laugh.
0: Well, the answer of Who Is Mitt Romney continued this week with some jokes about his being a little stodgy.
2: We're a full generation apart, Governor Romney and I. And in some ways, we're different. There are the songs on his iPod, which I've heard on the campaign bus. (laughs) And I've heard it on many hotel elevators. (laughs) He actually, he actually urged me to play
0: some of these songs at campaign rallies. I said, look, I hope it's not a deal-breaker, Mitt. But <laughs> well, my playlist, it starts with ACDC and it ends with Zeppelin. <laughs> not a deal-breaker. Mitt Romney himself picked up the task of defining himself in his speech last night at the convention. He talked about his roots, more smooshiness.
1: My mom and dad were married for 64 years. And if you wondered what their secret was, you could have asked the local florist. (laughs) Because every day, Dad gave Mom a rose, which he put on her bedside table. That's how she found out what happened on the day my father died. She went looking for him because that morning, there was no rose.
0: Sweet. The Romneys, he wanted us to believe, just regular Michigan Mormons.
1: We were Mormons, and growing up in Michigan, that might have seemed unusual or out of place, but I really don't remember it that way. My friends cared more about what sports teams we followed than what church we went to.
0: But the big wind up for the candidate was a very simple appeal to fix the U.S. economy.
1: What is needed in our country today is not complicated or profound. It doesn't take a special government commission to tell us what America needs. What America needs is jobs, lots of jobs. We will champion small businesses, America's engine of job growth. That means reducing taxes on business, not raising them. It means simplifying and modernizing the regulations that hurt small business the most. And it means that we must rein in the skyrocketing cost of health care by repealing and replacing Obamacare.
0: Smart, pragmatic, fairly simple, straightforward program. More jobs, appeal Obamacare, not defensive. Roll up your sleeves, Mitt Romney. How's that for a brand? We're joined now by Kathleen hall Jamison, director of the Annenberg Public Policy Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Kathleen, your assessment
2: when you're trying to ensure that people who voted for barack obama some percent of them are going to come over to vote for you a strong frontal attack isn't the way to go because it will elicit a defense of the original vote one of the smartest lines in that speech was i wish president obama had succeeded because i wanted america to succeed but his promises gave way to disappointment If those voters feel disappointment, and this campaign has tried to put that disappointment front and center, not anger at Romney and the Republicans, not resentment, not a strong frontal attack, but rather a disappointment in what might have been, he has the possibility, attitudinally, of getting them to shift that position to a vote for Romney. That's what he was trying to do throughout this convention. Mm -hmm. most effective moment wasn't his. It was those real people talking about his service in his church, Two real people. They said things he couldn't say. They said it was conviction.
0: You know, what was interesting to me is that if you take it in the aggregate, and I don't know how many people watched the convention in the aggregate, but even if you just focused on uh, Romney's speech last night, a a slogan that seemed to hang in the air picks right up on what you are saying. We can handle the hope. It very much takes the narrative of Obama and tries to reconnect it to a new uh, Romney bandwagon. Does that ever work?
2: It has to work for them, because they, they are working in a situation in which the, the public that they're trying to persuade, that is not the strong partisans on either side, those people are already locked in, began by believing in Barack Obama and accepts the premise that he inherited a tough situation, something, by the way, that Congressman Ryan acknowledged last evening in another smart rhetorical move. And if that, if that tough situation becomes the explanation for why Barack Obama has done the best that one could under the circumstances, there is no reason to give up that vote that one cast last time and change to an alternative party.
0: Well, let's explore that Ryan line. I'm assuming the one you referred to is he says they inherited a housing crisis that they weren't only to blame for, and they turned it into a jobs crisis. Do people buy that?
2: There's, there, no, the second part of that premise is one they still have to establish, and they have real difficulty with that, because the argument that President Obama made it worse is essentially a frontal attack on your good judgment and having voted for him in the past, independent swing voters the Romney campaign needs. What instead they need to be arguing is they would have done better with their economic philosophy than the Democrats did with theirs and the failure last night was to lay out the rationale that explains why this alternative republican philosophy gets you to the other important part in the speech those those jobs that America needs those lots of jobs to use Romney's phrase and then also to the promise to restore the promise of America and To a plan to create 12 million jobs. Some argue, by the way, that we're going to get there anyway, but others argue, no, that we may not. Well, how do you get from the philosophy to the jobs? That's the question Mm -hmm. for Obama, and that's the question for Romney in this campaign.
0: Finally, we were told throughout the primary season that, um, you know, Mitt Romney was the candidate the Obama campaign preferred to run against. Now they've got him in the full portrait here. Is this their preferred? Antagonist.
2: Um, the the Romney candidacy is for them the embodiment of a philosophy that they strongly disagree with. It could be.
0: It could be, but uh, so far, uh, you know, people are looking at Mitt Romney and going, "Oh, that guy, he's not so bad." They're going to have to do something about that in Charlotte. Yes.
2: Uh, yes, and they're going to have to make sure that as those ads start running of those people telling you real stories about Rom- what Romney actually did, that those stories don't become the compelling uh, narrative of Mitt Romney. If they do, the Obama campaign has a much more difficult task given its economic realities.
0: Kathleen Hall Jamison, director of the Annenberg Public Policy Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Thanks so much.